0: Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm here to teach you how to find joy, even in the hardest times, and to live the happiest, most fulfilled life you possibly can, while also having a positive impact on the world around you. Treat this podcast as your one-stop shop for all things personal development, health, business, and social justice. Without further delay, let's get Unscripted. So, the topic of discussion today is the origin story behind my personal development journey. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to dive into this is I think that it's really easy to view people in the place that they are currently in their lives and compare. (laughs) So, I think a lot of times people look and they see where I'm at now and they have a really hard time envisioning themselves getting there. So the purpose of this live and this content is to talk about the process it took to get there and why I started the process and give you a little bit of insight into the fact that it does not matter where you are in your life, you can always start today, And the destination is limitless. It's just a matter of how far you wanna go, how far you wanna push yourself, and how committed you are to that, but there's no cap, just keep going. So my personal, personal development journey started about four years ago, we'll say, ish, four years, a little bit over four years, maybe four and a half years ago. And I'm going to give you some insight into what I was like before this. So everybody knows I love to read, right? I'm the book lady. Y'all come to me, you ask for book recommendations, you know I got them, and I'm I'm all about it. Prior to about four and a half years ago, you could not force me to pick up a book. Um, interestingly enough. Reading is something that was always um, a big part of my boss's life. He was always super passionate about books and reading. I also, when I first transitioned into management at the age of 22, I was working with an executive coach um, twice a month. And he would do the same thing, always recommending books to me, telling me I needed to read. And I was just at capacity, We've talked about this so many times, but when you're at a place in your life where you are just in survival mode, you're just like, I have to get it done. Um, you're burnt out. You're literally out of bandwidth to think about adding new things into your life. The concept of picking up a damn book is just earth shattering. Like I couldn't even envision a time where I would be able to have the luxury of reading. It just felt like another addition um, that, another responsibility that I was adding onto my life and I wasn't here for it. So I gave them a hard time, both of them. They were fed up because they were really trying to push these books on me and I was not there. So it was interesting. And then at one point, my boss decided he was going to skirt around this by making it part of our continuing education for the leadership team. It was mandatory that we had to do a minimum of four continuing education um, events a year. And this could be like taking a course, going to a conference, um, or reading books, And so when you put it in that perspective, obviously the most efficient of those options were books. But I was still, even though it was mandatory, you know, I had to read four books a year. Um, I was still the type that I would wait till December. And then I'd go to the business section of the bookstore, the leadership section, and I would just grab the smallest books so that I could meet that requirement, okay? So this is a little bit of backstory some insight into where I was at at that point. Those of you who know me today, it is probably a little bit shocking to kind of associate that with me because I mean, I easily read four books a month now. So it's, you know, a little different, a little bit of a difference there. Um, so I was never really into it. It was a thing. Then I got pregnant with my second child, with my son. And to put things in perspective, I had my daughter two weeks before my 19th birthday. So I was fresh out of high school when I got pregnant with her. Um, obviously, at a completely different place in my life, career-wise, I was able, you know, to easily take three months of maternity leave. My, you know, I was living in an apartment with dirt cheap rent. I was able to save. And there wasn't really anybody at work who was depending on me specifically to be there. Um, This pregnancy was a lot different. You would think it would have been easier because, you know, I was married. um, I was more financially stable. I was more mature. I had more life experience. Like all of these things you would think would factor into making it easier. But actually from a woman in a position of power, um, it's really hard for women to climb to the top of that ladder. It's even harder to remain at the top of that ladder. It caused a lot of anxiety. It was a pretty stressful period. I was very um, mindful of making sure that all my bases were covered, that I wasn't going to be inconveniencing anybody by taking maternity leave. I even came back a week early from maternity leave because it was in the middle of our crazy holiday season, and um, I had a hard time wrestling with the guilt of leaving people hanging, and then when I came back full-time from maternity leave, I was dealing with still those feelings um, of, you know, was my value diminished by the fact that I had to step away from my career, Um, was... You know, I viewed differently. Um, I was also breastfeeding my son. So when I came back to work, that meant I needed to take pump breaks twice a day. And I literally would not take a lunch break at all um, because I was so concerned with the optics and the perception of this. It caused me a lot of anxiety of the fact that I was going to be viewed as less committed to my job or my career because I had a baby. And um, there were some aspects that did validate that feeling for me. I think men in positions of power still have a lot of growth to do in general with being able to understand um, the female experience, to be able to understand the different dynamics that are put on women. Um, who choose to have families and careers that men do not have to experience and the level of support that they could be providing in those circumstances. This was definitely a growth opportunity within our organization. We were able to find some blind spots for ways that we could be more supportive moving forward. But that executive coach that I mentioned earlier, um, you know, definitely had some thoughts on the fact that I had a baby and was coming back from maternity leave. So that relationship diminished. It was ended very quickly. Um, There was a point where he made a comment to me that was along the lines of, I should have known when I chose to have a baby that I was going to either have to choose between prioritizing my family or my career um, because I wasn't clearly going to be capable of prioritizing both. Um, so, all of that on top of the added hormones, on top of the sleep deprivation, fun times. And then, you know, just the added stress on your day-to-day schedule. Um, My daughter was nine years old when my son was born, so she was super independent at this point. And now I'm, you know, we're adjusting to the dynamic of having an infant in the house, of packing up his bag, making sure he gets to the nanny every day. Um, Making sure that there's enough milk to feed him and all of these moving parts that you're trying to coordinate while still trying to show up at work and show up for yourself and everything else that you have going on in your life. So when I came back from maternity leave, that was kind of my tipping point on this where I was just like, you know what, enough is enough. I need to figure out a way that I can make this doable for myself and a way that I'm not going to live in this state of suck anymore. And my best friend mentioned that, you know, during our commutes to Dayton, that she had started listening to audiobooks in order to meet her continuing education requirement, And that I should really give that a try because I spend so much time in the car and that would be a way that I could be the most efficient with my time. Y'all know I love efficiency. So I did. I downloaded an audiobook. It was Girl Boss by Sophia Amoroso. And I loved it. Loved it. Um, literally would find excuses to listen to it. I was so into that. And at that point, I was just addicted. I was like, you know what? I am a mom. I have a career. Um, I have a lot of people who take a lot from me. I don't have a lot of time to devote strictly to myself. Those of you who've had a newborn in the house, like as a new mom, being able to take a shower feels like a luxury, right? Like being able to wash your hair feels like a luxury. So that free time is very, very limited because you have a little human being that's actually depending on your body to survive. And utilizing that time in the car for something that was just for me was so therapeutic. It was just like, you know what? I'm doing this. It benefits me specifically. It's not, you know, something that I'm doing for anybody else. And that really helped me kind of fortify that habit. And I found the more that I did it, the more that I wanted to do it. But I'm telling you, it really just depends on. Starting at the right point in your life when you're ready to do that, and I think a lot of people get so caught up in you know comparing their specific journey to um, someone else. You know, we see these people on the internet, we see these people on social media. You know, you may follow some you know personal development speakers and things like that, and it's really easy to get caught up on. You know, there's so much further ahead than where you are. Um, But everybody has to start somewhere. And you have to start in the place that's right for you at the time that's right for you. So I had so many people encouraging me along the way. I was surrounded by people who valued growth, who valued learning, who valued, you know, education. And all of that was great. But I was never going to pull the plug or flip the switch the trigger, whatever, on that situation until I reached a point to where I was ready and I was committed to doing it. And that was a decision I had to come to myself. So now in my role, I do find that I get a lot of requests, um, you know, not just in the spa from employees, but just from people on social who want guidance, who want mentorship. And for me, you know, I can offer as much as I can offer. I can give you all the tools and all the knowledge um, that I have to share. But at the end of the day, if you are wanting to enhance your life, if you are wanting to make an actual change, that has to start with your commitment within yourself. There's nothing I'm going to be able to do or say or anybody else is going to be able to do or say that is going to propel you into growth. It's called personal development for a reason because it truly is a personal decision and the path that you take with that has to be a truly personal path on whatever it is that's going to work for you. So a lot of what I did was, um, you know, I read a lot of books on mindset, like really focusing on having a positive mindset Um, Being cognizant of the energy that I put out into the world. Um, I'm really, really big on, you know, whatever it is that you focus on is what you will receive more of in your life. So if you are constantly focusing on how life is hard, how things are stressful, how you're exhausted, all you're going to get in life is just more and more of the same of that. So if you want to enhance your life, the first thing you have to do is you have to choose the narrative that you decide to tell yourself every single day. You have to choose what the message you're going to receive is when you first wake up in the morning. Is it going to be that you're exhausted, that you're dreading work, that you don't want to get out of bed? Because if it is, you're just going to keep feeling more of that, right? Or are you going to choose to be excited? Are you going to choose to be energized? Are you going to choose to wake up in the morning and think about, hey, what is it that I'm going to do to make today awesome? What am I going to do for myself today? What am I most looking forward to about my day? If there's nothing on the list that you're looking forward to, there's your sign to go add some shit. Let me make, we got to check the calendar And I need something on this calendar today that's going to energize and excite me. You should always have something that you're looking forward to. And delivering that message to yourself is only going to continue to enhance your happiness. And it'll feel like a challenge at first. You know, it's almost like a fake it till you make it sort of thing. You kind of just have to start doing it and just decide that you are going to focus on positive things in your life, that you are going to take control of your emotions, how you choose to view things, um, that you're going to take ownership of your own happiness. And then you got to baby step it along the way and just make little incremental decisions every single day to continue to move towards that goal and move in that direction. So at that time in my life, There were a lot of things that were hard, but they were hard and outside of my control. I could not control my job duties. I could not control my responsibilities at work. I could not control the fact that I had an infant um, that wasn't sleeping and that, you know, obviously required a lot of time and attention. All of these things were things that just were. Um, It's just part of going through life. You're going to have those seasons where sometimes things are great and easy and sometimes things are hard and you don't know how you're going to push through it. But I do know that dwelling on the hard never made the hard easier. Dwelling, complaining, venting, all of those things doesn't make the hard go away. It only enhances how much you feel the hard. So if there are circumstances outside of your control, if life is just sucking right now and it is what it is, the only thing you get to choose is the mindset that you approach it with. You get to choose how you view it, you get to choose how you're going to react to it. You can identify that yes, things are hard, you don't need to ignore that, you don't need to gloss over that, but you get to decide, hey, things are hard, But I'm not gonna increase my level of suffering more than is absolutely necessary. I know it's gonna be hard, but I also know that I will get through it. And by focusing on things that I can control, by focusing on being positive, by maintaining my mindset, um, I'll get through the hard a lot easier. You know, you don't get these days in your life back. Every day that you spend in suffering, every day that you write off as a bad day because you had five minutes of suck or because you, you know, got stuck in traffic on the way to work. How many times have we wrote off days as a bad day when really it was five or 10 minutes of your day that sucked that you chose to stay in that state and, right and allow to ruin your day. And those days, once they're gone, they're gone. Like life is meant to be lived. Life is meant to thrive in. It's not meant to just skate by and just let the hard take over your life. So choose to focus on the positive. That's the only thing I can say is it's just an active choice There are times where it will be easy. There are times where it will be harder. Um, Who you surround yourself in your life will make a big difference during those times that are really hard. Like I um, have mentioned before, you do become a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. The five people you surround yourself with with the most um, will have a direct influence on who you become, and how you show up in the world. So if you are aiming towards a goal, if you're looking to be more positive, um, make sure you audit those five and lean on them on times when you're not able to pull yourself up. If you surround yourself with people who are committed to positivity, you got to have people in your fucking circle that you can go to and say, hey, I need a pep talk, let's go. Like, I'm feeling a little negative right now. I need you to get me out of this and allow them to kind of help you do that um, You, because you won't be able to do it all on your own. So my point of this whole thing is to maybe burst the bubble that I was born this way because I wasn't. And you guys know because I'm going to start resharing some of these Facebook memories more often so that you guys can see you know, 11, 12, 13 years ago, I've been on Facebook a while, um, the way things used to be. And just know that it's no one starts off, you know, where you see them at in their current state in their lives. No one started off that way. Everyone has to work. Everyone has to grow. Everyone has had experiences that have led to them getting to that point. So don't compare you know, your beginning to someone else's middle. Don't compare, you know, these people that you see, the highlight reels that you see um, to yourself and where you're at in your journey. All you need to focus on is where you are right now, where you would like to go, and making in, just little baby incremental steps in that direction in whatever way feels most authentic for you. And that wraps up today's chat. Thank you for letting me get unscripted with you. If you want to support the show, make sure to subscribe, share with friends, and give the show a five-star rating. If you're looking to get unscripted more than just once per week, be sure to connect with me on Instagram for exclusive content at Ik underscore unscripted.